When you're under a lot of pressure, you may get a headache, but you've never been in as much pressure as the Mariana snailfish. Most things at the bottom of the ocean are invertebrates. They live the squishy life, but our friends the snailfish are bony, and they need some interesting genes to survive in the deepest parts of the ocean. It just goes to show that those who thrive under pressure are right for the job in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Paul Chomo, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a hole in the bottom of the sea and things that live in it. But more on that later. Do you think that the hole in the bottom of the sea is referring to the Challenger Deep? <laughs> it's got to be. That has to be the hole. Be. That, that is the hole in the bottom of the sea. There is yeah. no, there is none other. Uh, but, yeah, we are talking about the Mariana Snailfish. Yeah. Marinara. Which, the, <laughs> the Marinara Snailfish. The Marinara Sailfish. Uh, that sounds actually kind of tasty <laughs> even though i don't really like um white fish f- or f- just fish in general you like you don't like tuna no wow uh the closest thing would probably be uh like fried catfish or fried cod or something like that um hmm. but no i do not i definitely don't like tuna um but i i don't like the anything that really has that fishy flavor to it and that includes salmon which everyone everyone who says they don't like every they don't like fish but they like salmon and i should try it um i did try it and i was like this tastes like fish you big fat know. liar i don't i've never i've actually never had fish that has like the fishy bad fishy taste that people talk about that, i think then, people are eating you, too like old fish you are not tasting hard enough <laughs> it's there i promise <laughs> but anyway uh, we're talking about the marinara sailfish uh no the, the mariana <laughs> snailfish which is also known as the mariana uh Haydal snailfish or Hadal. i don't know that's the name of the zone it lives in yes or it was um blessed by a sheik or in whatever home Halal means. Imam? No, halal. No, Imam is like the like the uh, an Islamic priest, I think. Is that is that how halal is that what happens oh, with that's halal? The person who leads prayers in a mosque. Actually, uh, don't, hal- we don't, don't know enough to speak. Halal means permissible. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we're going to call it the, the Trench Tadpole, the Booger Boogie Boogaloo, and the Deep Sea Floppy Squat, Floppy Splat, 
I've heard, I heard that wrong. The deep. <laughs> I don't know what a floppy squat is, um, but it it wouldn't fit in my computer in the '90s, and it won't, <laughs> it won't fit in my computer today. Um, but uh, yeah, let's taxonomize this before I say anything else embarrassing. Uh, the kingdom is one you know, love, and are in. The kingdom is Animalia. Phylum is Chordata. The class is Actinopterygii. We're talking about a fish again. You have not been doing mammals, a lot of mammals recently. You've broken free. Lots of interesting things in the sea. That's that's very true. Um, the order is Scorpaniformes. Uh, the phylum is Leparidae. Uh, the genus is Pseudodol- Pseudodolparis. Sorry, Pseudolparis. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I actually have it in big word, big letters here for my old person eyes. Um, Pseudoliparis. There we go. Pseudoliparis, and the the species is Swiray. 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 So. It's, Pseudoliparous soiree. That's a, hmm. that's a schnazzy party there. Um, but since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, critter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question. Oh, sorry. It's nitty-gritty nomenclature this this week. Uh, of course, it's not critter groups. It's a fish. Fish school. Um they get degrees mm-hmm. uh g- g- girls go to jupiter for other reasons um to but study no we're, the planet's rings yeah it's a study of the um astronomy uh the but no we're 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 doing nitty-gritty nomenclature uh so joe what does pseudoliparous soiree or soiree uh mean does it mean a disingenuous bottom feeder b false mouth fish c fake fat lieutenant or d false color guard false color guard yep false color guard final answer and you are incorrect. I think this is the first one you got incorrect in a, in a while. I thought I f- handed this one to you. I was trying to trying to to mask it. Was it the I, captain? It is fake fat lieutenant. Weird. Um. Now this was a little bit weird because soiree does not mean lieutenant. It is the name of a lieutenant that this was named after. But I thought that for sure that um. Obviously, pseudo is there, but like liparous, like li- lipid or liposuction that you would have. I was like, dang it. He's going to know it's fat. Um, but I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that I was able to deceive you. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, it's named. So soiree. Um. It's named after the uh, Herbert Soiree, who was the, uh, the the lieutenant of the submarine HMS Challenger, um, and he circumnavigated the globe 
in his submarine. And he actually, uh, apparently, was the person to discover Challenger Deep. So why did they call him fat and false? Uh, they don't call him fat and false. They call the fish fat and false. Or false. So, he, has, like he has fake he, fat. It's not really that. It's not really the general. This is a fish. It's yes, this is general. a general. Right. Or the lieutenant. Or the lieutenant. The fish has fake fat. The lieutenant, I imagine, had regular fat. <laughs> gotcha i mean okay. he, he he may have been of stalwart build but you got to have some fat to really like be a person so um, true. i imagine that it, it was he it, that um his was totally legit fat mm-hmm. not like this gotcha. not like this s- s- sneaky snail fish <laughs> but okay would so yes uh would you like to hear a description sure. of this fish? Um, so it looks like a loogie that somebody hacked up after drinking a bunch of milk. No further questions. Done. <laughs> uh, it's an albino tadpole with translucent skin, a bulging stomach, beady black eyes. Uh, it has Its tail is longer than the rest of its body, and it has two pectoral fins that help it navigate the ocean floor. Um, it looks... V- pretty different um not at the bottom of the ocean as lots of things that live down there uh when you take them out of their pressurized habitat tend to look a lot different uh see our blobfish episode but um yeah i mean yeah deflated or just oozed (laughs) um but yeah, I mean, I, I, there, there really isn't that much else to say to it. Just imagine a big tadpole um, that is albino, and um, you've pretty much got this this snailfish here. Um, but I, its lips and chin are dimpled. Their fins are serrated. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's like a it's like a tadpole with like a with very broad uh, pectoral fins. Yeah, when its fins are in, it looks like just a normal tad, like a like a tadpole. But um, it it has more fish, more like catfish almost characteristics when it's swimming around on the on the ocean floor. But yeah. uh, it's this like large rotund body to thin long tail ratio that gives it the tadpole appearance. Um. But I did say it was a big tadpole. How much bigger than a tadpole is it? They, uh, that, that, I mean, that brings us to the Beloved Measure Up segment. The official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send out an audio yourself thanks to your chatting which measure up into all the taxonomy.com. Stop. We, we don't it. have a new measure up intro this week. So that means we get to look back into the archives for our greatest hits. Nice. And I have no idea what this is going to be, but let's listen to it. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Oh, I thought that's 
It's this historical recording of Carlos asking his son for help during a measure of in segment. Was that a, a second one of the the Masons num the, the numbers? What do they mean? I didn't hear any of that. Uh, it's very very the Call of Duty. Very far away, but that that is Andrew. Okay. <laughs> It sounded like someone just turned on a microphone while they were standing at a ride at Disney World and then said, measure up. <laughs> well, like Thank you, micro Andrew. Microwave sounds like you recorded it on a microwave. But thank you, Andrew. Send in more, Andrew. Still listening? I think uh, he is. Okay, send him some more. Uh, let's talk length. They're between... 28.8 centimeters or 11.3 inches. How many Mariana snailfish go Marinara snailfish go into the depth of the deepest submarine dive ever? Oh. Here's a hint. The dive was made in 2019 by Victor Vescovo. You can watch the dive on Discovery's documentary Deep Planet, not a sponsor. This is not 2019. It's old news anyway. Vescovo was solo in a submersible that went into the Mariana Trench. Oh, man. Can you imagine being alone mm -hmm. and in the Mariana Trench? Goodness, Don't, do you have, I, do you have, did you say you had uh, whatever that disease, or uh, disease, that phobia? Thalassophobia. Um, Thalassophobia. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm debilitated by the, by it or I'm triggered or anything, but, um, it's one of the last places in the universe I'd like to be, which is just in the open ocean, um, swimming, like without any, like a boat or something like that. If I was in a boat on the open ocean, I'd be totally fine. But if I fell overboard, that's worst nightmare scenario right there. What about a submersible at the bottom uh, of the ocean? Like, you know, like, like, like when you watch movies or play games or anything like that and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're putzing along underwater in a submersible and then something like there's just this big dark shape out there and then it comes into view. And even if it's just a big sunken ship or something like that, like that's super creepy to me. Like, it's just like, uh, it's, that's submechanophobia. It's also, it's also really cool. And a great, a great aesthetic, and uh, I'm here for it. But like, I that that weird, like large thing looming in the distance underwater is 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 just a a, a creepy creepy vibe. Um, so if I were in a submersible, I guess it's different if you're in the Mariana Trench because you can't see anything. You don't even know what's out there. Um, and you, you couldn't see it. And if, even if you, um, even if you wanted to, so you would just go from being fine and thinking that everything is okay to being instantly dead. And that's not so bad. Well, in a submersible, you could shine a light light and let the whole world see. And, and just get, just get this angle. There's a, there's an indie game called, um, uh, iron lung, which is, uh, is, is this like you're. You're you're in a you're in a submersible at the bottom of an ocean full of blood, and um, you can only see out of this little porthole, and uh, crazy if things it's full happen. Full of blood, you wouldn't be able to see out. 
into anything. It's got it's like a special kind of spectrum camera or something like that that allows you to see. They can see through solid objects. Uh, blood is not a solid, a solid object. Well, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, opaque objects, I meant to say. Yeah, I mean, with if if you use uh, sonar, you can see whatever you want. Um, as long as it's not a solid object. <laughs> uh, 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 so many fish. Anyway, <laughs> um, I imagine. So I was looking at the depth of the, the where this this fish lives, and um, <clears throat> Bibby and I were debating on like, has anyone actually been to the deepest point? of the world like the closest point to the earth's core they haven't um, touched challenger deep the bottom and, of it. or like not only has anyone been there but like have we even has james cameron even sent one of his submarines down there um, james cameron went where this guy this victor vescovo went but victor went a little bit deeper i think like 50 feet deeper oh really james he just was like okay this is where jim went um, yeah. I just need I just need to just do a little dip and I'm, and we're done. World yeah. book of records. Um, this is why it would be so stressful to like be a world record holder and care about it because you'd be like, man, someone just needs to do what I do and then do just go a tiny bit further and then I'm done for. But you're still a record holder, despite the fact that I. Um, you're still in the books. Yeah, for that year or whatever. Um, all right, so I'm gonna say this dive was. I say this dive was twenty five thousand feet. And how how long is this? Eleven point three inches. Wow, so it's basically a foot. So we're gonna go with twenty six thousand five hundred uh boogerfish. Final answer? Yes. Correct answer is 38,069. The Darn dive it. was 35,849 feet or 10,000, nearly 11,000 meters. That is, that is incredible. <laughs> More than the height of Everest. Wow, I didn't think that anybody could go that far. Yeah, nice little sturdy submarine. You get you weren't too. What did you say? Twenty five thousand. Well, because so I I was looking at the depth for this fish, and it said that um, due to the extreme pressure, twenty seven thousand nine hundred feet appears to be around the theoretical maximum depth possible for fish. Yeah. Now, obviously, like other life can live down there, but like it's bacteria and stuff like that. Um, crabs. Do crabs live down there? We'll, uh, this, we'll talk about it in my major fact a little bit. But not at like 35,000 feet. They live at like 27,000 feet. Well, this guy, Vescovo, saw Mariana snailfish on his dive. Yeah, it seems like he saw it like two-thirds of the way down there. <laughs> uh, because they, it doesn't seem like they can live at, at the bottom, at the, at the end of his his journey there yeah anyway you'll you can enlighten us more and we're gonna well, need some light because it's 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 dark down there it's dank let's talk weight 
between 160 <clears throat> grams. I mean, they are 160 grams, and zero, or, which is also 0 0.35 pounds. How many Mariana snailfish go into the largest bowl of spaghetti in weight? What? The largest. Oh, because it's marinara snailfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And here's that. The bowl was made by Buca de Beppo in Garden Grove, California, in 2010. We're about due for another bowl, I think. It was um, 15 feet in diameter and 3.5 feet in, feet deep. So now you can calculate the volume. Third, wait, how, how much diameter? 15 feet. Man, I would love to dig into some... Uh, Wow. Spaghetti. Why does Buca de Beppos ring a bell? It's a famous Italian food chain. Is it? Oh. Mm hmm I have I don't think I've ever actually seen one. I've never been to one, but they're they they be they, they be around. I also have to count the for the weight of the bowl. It's probably a pretty darn heavy bowl. I'm not um, sure if they factored that out. Well, now it's, it's all out the as, window. It's almost as if, like, no, nobody's asking tough questions at these events. It's a, it's a world record. you got to ask some tough questions. Or the reporting on these is not very uh, exact. And it's also an easy thing to determine. Just weigh it. I would say the bowl. When you're talking about the largest bowl of spaghetti, you're counting the bowl. It's a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, that's the unit. Not otherwise, you'd be. This would be the largest amount of spaghetti that can fit in. This would be the amount of spaghetti that can fit in the largest bowl. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm gonna say this thing weighs. 15 feet across that is massive i'm gonna say this thing weighs uh 1500 pounds and that's probably just for the bowl i don't imagine the spaghetti really adds all that much to it so i guess we'll just keep it there um you think the the, the the volume of the bowl adds much. Well, it's like if you had a like, if the bowl is made out of like ceramic or something like that, or like like a it's, dense it's pottery hip, material. It's hip deep spaghetti. Yeah, but it's like noodles are are they not only are is the are the noodles themselves pretty uh not very dense but also there's just tons of like empty space in between the noodles when noodles i can be pretty dense we i guess there is empty space between the noodles we we have these um these pottery bowls that my um my mom made when she was uh doing her pottery phase um and like they're pretty heavy, and when I add spaghetti to them, they don't get all that much heavier. So I'm kind of going by that. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that the majority of the weight from this 15-foot bowl comes from the bowl. Unless it's made out of, like, 
like that that super hyper carbon steel stuff that they make like spaceships out of but whatever we're going with 1500 pounds um and this guy weighs about a third of a pound so we're just going to multiply that by three which gives us to 4500 fish go into the weight of this massive spaghetti bowl the correct answer is 39,000. Yeah, there's no The correct, the, the bowl was 13,786 pounds or 6,253 kilograms. Yeah, it really depends on what the bowl is made out of. If it's made out of it's, like plastic, that's one thing. If it's made out of stone, that's something else. It's made out of uranium two thirty eight. Completely different ball game we're talking about here. It could be made of plastic. I would imagine it's probably made of plastic. They didn't make a giant ceramic bowl for this. You sure? Yeah, I doubt it. I kind of want to see <laughs> this thing. Largest bowl of spaghetti. I'm going to be put on some sort of watch list for this. What, what kind of people <laughs> who love Italian food too much? You, you, you know that the FBI monitors this stuff. <laughs> it's the third, um, third picture on Google image. If you this is like a bathtub? Yeah. Looks like a like even like some sort of plastic, yeah. It might be a pool. It might be it, an above ground. It looks ground like pool. a pool. It does look like an above ground pool. So it looks like it's kind of this plastic like it's also wrapped in paper. I want spaghetti so it, bad right now. This looks delicious. Alright, we gotta stop talking about this, otherwise I'm I gonna know. I want pasta in my gullet. Um, all right. So I was uh, very wrong on both accounts. Didn't even get a nursing school a, victory. Picture of a guy like emptying like a, a bucket of marinara onto it, and it's not even wetting a, a, a third of it. <laughs> uh, uh, you got any right. fast facts before we get into the marinara fact? I've got some yummy fast facts. Um. So this lives, uh, as we mentioned, at the absolute bottom of the ocean, lives at the, in the Hadal zone or the Hadal zone of the uh, Mariana Trench, which is a large scar um, in the Pacific Ocean. It's, I think it's about 1,500 uh, miles long, um, and it is known to be the deepest portion of the Earth's crust. Um and at the bottom of the Mariana Trench is Challenger Deep, the hole in the bottom of the sea. Um, and that is that that would be considered the deepest point on Earth. Um, because the snailfish lives so far down there, uh, very few of them have been caught. Uh, definitely very few. None of them have been caught uh, alive. Um, but they're just, they don't come up in these, um, uh, trolling nets very much. Uh, the first one ever was caught in 2014. So 
that's relatively recent for a species um and the deepest one was caught at a depth of 26,135 feet which which they believe to be the record for the deepest fish catch ever um and the reason why that's disputed is because other fish have been caught in nets that went lower but they because it was an open face net they weren't sure exactly when the fish entered the net so they don't know when it was caught um the only other fish that we know that survives at this depth is also a snailfish. So that's pretty much it. That's the only fish that live down here are snailfish. Everything after this is just there. Here there be monsters. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the fish part that, of the ocean that you know and love is, is over. Now uh, we, we things get freaky. Just Cthulhu's um, from now on. Yeah, it's nothing but Cthulhu's after this. Uh, and they subsist by eating crustaceans and shrimp that they find, uh, in the trench. So there is a thriving ecosystem down here in the dark. And that's all I got. I'll, I'll, uh, pass the rest of it over to the major fact. Um, okay. I'm calling this one good under pressure. Mariana snailfish are the, like you said, the deepest living species of fish that we've ever discovered. And it, in, like you said, it may be the, the maximum living depth, depth for a fish. Uh, n any deeper and a fish may not be a fish. It must be a Cthulhu, a Kaiju. It, it a must be a love, Lovecraftian Eldritch horror. Maybe a shrimp. <laughs> one of those Just things, those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so, yeah. really the only options it lives between eight did you say eight thousand eight hundred uh eight fifty meters i don't speak in meters how many times do i have to tell you this to 27 28,000 feet thank you yes around there that's what i said <laughs> the bottom of the marinara trench uh is thirty six thousand. 201 feet where that pressure is, huh that is that is a mount everest that is a mm -hmm. cruising altitude for a 747 mm -hmm. we're at 36,000 feet um yeah where the pressure there is a uh, 16,000 psi do you know what your house like around the ballpark of the PSI that you experience on a daily basis is? I know it's one ATM. <laughs> That's it. One atmosphere. One, one cash machine. Yes. Um, it's like 14 PSI, give or take. I mean, people at different elevations will experience different PSI, but like around 14. So that's a quite a lot of pressure. It's more than... <laughs> a thousand times more pressure uh so yeah that's a lot so snailfish that live at these depths um have some interesting adaptations to help with the high pressure situation so snailfish that uh live in the deep sea there's a ton, ton of different snailfish by the way and they can live as deep as what we're talking about or all the way up to tidal pools um different kinds a lot of little ones and uh, big ones and many different kinds 
Um, you can keep some in your aquarium, and they act they're like they have like little suckers. They're like um, uh, one of their sets of fins, like is a modified sucker, and it can like stick to the sides of stuff. Hmm. Um, so, but snailfish that live at this deep um, tend to have larger eggs, uh, and they lay fewer eggs at different times of the year, where snailfish at higher ele- elevations higher um depths um or lower depths what lower lower i, I think elevations is still works here fair enough um they lay more eggs but like fewer times in the year i think once a year like a typical fish would and they're little eggs so the unusually large eggs are like 9.4 millimeters or inches the amount same amount of pounds they are isn't that crazy 0.37 or 3.5 yeah Uh, in diameter so we believe that larvae hatch and spend time in more shallow water around a thousand meters and then come down when they uh, um, reach maturity so snailfish species that live among king crabs, sort of an aside, snailfish snailfish species that live among king crabs lay their eggs in king crab gills for protection. And I have yeah. no idea what the crabs get out of this. It seems like it's just, as I mean, it doesn't even seem like it's parasitic. It just sits. Yeah, it's just like babysitting. <laughs> What's is there a word for something that's like it's a it's not mutualism. It's like a symbiotic relationship where one person gets a benefit and the other person is neutral. I'm sure there is. Because that's um, this is not the only time that happens. Person. <laughs> they also have particular <laughs> Hey, it happens par- in people world too. True. They also have partially uh cartilaginous skeletons that are flexible. Now we're talking actinoptergy. That's bony fish. Um, but these, they have semi-cartilaginous skeletons that are flexible and useful uh, for life under immense pressure. So they, they, they found that... Ossified? A, yeah. Um, they, they found that there's a gene mutation that prevents the early calcification of their cartilage, which keeps them flexible and free of fractures under this crazy pressure so another thing that this gene does is that it allow it it contributes to the fact that they have holes in their skulls that help compensate for pressure so you and i and everything that has a skull on land has a closed skull so this this protects your brain and allows you to maintain constant intracranial pressure it means the pressure in your head stays the same keeps the fluid in there too (laughs) yeah keeps keeps it from leaking so if you lived in the mariana like in the air in the mariana trench with a mariana snailfish the difference in pressure between your head and the ocean around you would crush your skull yeah that's not that's a no-go yeah you gotta equalize so an open skull provides 
some structure and protection for fish brains, but it also allows their head pressure to equalize with their environment. So the gene that prevents cartilage calcification may be responsible for the irregular Swiss cheese skull in these fish. Hmm. They're, they're open-minded. Swiss cheese skull is my favorite metal band. <laughs> it's actually Doomcore. Yeah. But isn't that... I never thought like that... Ah, uh, the solution to living at the bottom of the ocean is to have holes in your head. Yeah, but it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, you cannot have um, a separately pressurized container at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I mean, wait, but wait, wait. Like... But you totally can. I mean, I mean, if you do, then you have to, then the material of yes. the container needs to be strong enough strong enough to withstand the pressure like a submarine uh, yeah yeah but you know your skin and bones are not strong enough to withstand the pressure so they need to be equalized and not be crushed right so you need they either need to be adamantium fish or they need to be uh, swiss cheesed now if you drilled holes in your head and went to the bottom of the ocean and somehow kept the fluid from and all the stuff that you need in there if you kept it in there the water the pressure would still crush you <laughs> like it would still crush your lungs it would crush your brain probably like everything would be crushed that's what they're adapted they're, they're supposed to live down there and if you take them up they'll like explode they'll expand so that's also they, they have no scales um they're they're and they're like skeleton is very like flexible they're gumbies and the pressure holds them their jelly bodies together a um, lot like the blobfish yeah so if the it's, blobfish that we the picture um that we all know and love if that's your standard then going to the bottom of the ocean is like compresses that into a normal looking fish but if, if you're that, like a what if you're like a blobby looking guy you go to the bottom of the ocean. It turns out you're hot. Yeah, you're just you're you are <laughs> just you're, uh, you're you're Squidward when he's handsome. <laughs> you see your handsome Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> you just perfect jawline, barrel chest. You 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 actually grow several feet, but then you're br you're brought out of the Mariana Trench and you're like Ralphie May. <laughs> poor guy <laughs> but that's all i got so like the the interesting thing is like not like the holes in their head and then like flexible skeleton aren't all you need to live at the bottom of the ocean right you need to be adapted in a million ways but to for to be an actinoptergy to be something that has a skeleton and live at the bottom of the ocean then you need some like you need to pull a fast one on them. You need to you need to have some Swiss cheese in your skull. You need to have a, a Gumby like skeleton. Yeah. What? Why are Why do the eggs need to be big? I wasn't clear on that, but like, I guess larger. You'd think like smaller would have like less psi 
suppressing it. Yeah, but I don't know. But they they just found that like snailfish, the deeper they go, the bigger their eggs. And it's that's kind of weird for fish for for fish eggs to be the fish eggs even like big fish lay really little eggs. Yeah, but lots these are of like, little eggs. These are like snakes. Like a third of an inch uh big. So eh. Yeah, I know is... round objects are better when it comes to pressure. Yeah, but fish eggs are round. Yeah. This would be weird in your calamari. <laughs> a big fish egg? Just it's just You mean a... you calamari? You wait, mean, wait, um, no, wait. What am I thinking of? Caviar? Caviar. That's the thing. Calamari is squid. Uh, I don't know if it's obvious, but um, I don't eat either one. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, caviar is very expensive if Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have taught me anything. Um, yeah. So that's the Mariana snailfish. Is that all you got? That's all I got. All right. That's uh, that's us traveling all the way down to the furthest reaches of the ocean. For you out there in Podcastia, get the jumbo-sized eggs. Don't be ashamed of having translucent skin. And don't complete your bone ossification, if at all possible, like the Mariana snailfish here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Looking back, I probably should have put something pithy in about surviving under pressure, but um, we've made that joke before a lot in other deep sea animals. Yeah, I I thought about like throwing something in there with the running with um, like oh he does like yoga or something to survive under pressure. <laughs> He listens to uh, whale songs. <laughs> he listens he li- to sperm whale songs. He listens to uh, uh, Cillian Murphy's Magic Train Ride. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>